Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash, and uh, tonight I'm joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Scott. Hey there. And we have Todd. Hello. You should host every night. What? Why? You have that deep radio voice. I think so too. That sounds like a great idea. That sounds like some bullshit from two people that know somebody else is going to host next week. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we're back this week. Uh, we're going to lead off with, uh, it's not really news, but maybe some uh, some media-related info. Um, I'm sure everybody out there uh, knows who uh, Jason Patton is uh, from Fire Department Chronicles, Fire Department Coffee. Uh, he got his, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's TV debut, but um, live rescue debut uh, was last uh, Friday. Uh yeah, so his uh, his department was one of the ones that uh, got filmed running some calls, and they got to rescue a non-existent dog from a car. And um, what else do they have? Todd, you were watching it as well. Yeah, the the other one I saw um, was kind of in and out with the kids running around, but um, the other one was an NBA that they were mm-hmm. uh, kind of first doing on um, right behind the police. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. It, it, I found it was fun watching them because. You know his humor, right? From all the sure. things he pumps out, and and they're hilarious. I absolutely love them. So I wasn't too sure what to expect. I was like, ah, is he going to be you know throwing in some little tidbits here <laughs> or not? But uh, it was awesome. Super, hundred percent professional. Um, represented the profession. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, rocking the jacket. Yeah, I was going to say there was there was out. something with. Uh... Something with this turnout gear didn't quite match the rest of the crew. Yeah, <laughs> very smart, well played, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it like a turnout coat? Oh yeah, no, like so he oh, had. I, I didn't see it. So yeah, yeah, he had. He started out the first little segment. He had a a blue shirt on, uh, with like a station wear pants. Yeah. Um, but it was a uh, fire department chronicles yeah. T-shirt, oh. uh, and then uh, when uh, he was rolling around with the uh, the chief, they came. Yeah, first you on a. MVI, and he hops out and boom tosses on the fire department coffee full turnout coat well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, it was pretty alright awesome. in most of his videos he has it hanging behind him yeah, um, nice. like in his office or den or whatever it is but den. Yeah. yeah I don't know <laughs> That was called a den. <laughs> it's called a den when you're at work. No, no, like it's his house. Oh, oh it's house. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was pretty cool. It was. Uh, it's pretty neat to watch. What is happening? I don't know. The sound looks a little weird, but whatever. <laughs> Scott is adjusting our. One day, Carl will be back. Our audio. <laughs> as we go here. So. Carl is dead. He'd be rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> Stop touching the microphone. Yeah. Well, we uh, we started Carl's an hour dead. behind because we couldn't get the audio to sound right. And uh, it turns out that if you don't select the microphone input and select the mic, it just tries to pull it off the laptop and it sounds like shit. So <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> we just kept turning dials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This moves. What does this do? And as dumb as we are, we're like, I think it got better. 
<laughs> it didn't. No, I think yeah. you know why I got better. Because I moved my head closer to the mic over there. <laughs> That's right, yeah, you just kept yeah. inching towards me. Uh, great. It's a thing where monkeys can type in masterpiece. Yeah, eventually they'll write Hamlet or something. Yeah, well, three idiots in a room. Eventually we might have figured out the mic. We might get a podcast out. <laughs> mm. So what else? We ran uh, some calls this week. We had some practice this week. So what are we going to talk about first? Actually, I want to ask Todd about... <laughs> he keeps not... He keeps ignoring me about it. <laughs> Todd got the old vaccine. Yeah. Which one you get? I got the uh, the Pfizer. Nice. Yeah, COVID nineteen. Hey, is it cold when it goes in you? Uh, it's out of a. It's they take it out of the little portable cooler. Yeah. But it's. Uh, like, do you notice it? Like, do you no, know, no. It's, a, it's an extremely tiny amount of fluid. It was point yeah. three, I think. Hmm. Someone asked me that. I'm like, oh. No, <laughs> it's very, it is very small. Yeah. Huh. Any reaction? Absolutely nothing yet. I'm not speaking Russian yet, so. Uh, right. Yeah. Be well, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, nothing. Um, yeah, it's it's like any other vaccine. So they um, they'll uh, you might you may get some side effects as uh, same as any other flu vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, seasonal flu one. As far as like uh, fever, chills, body aches, and you might be, be tired and stuff. But uh, I've never had that with past flu shots, and I didn't get it with this one either. So yeah, I feel totally fine. And you get your next one. Uh, we, yeah, we thirty five days we're sitting at. So yeah, get our next one. Yeah, nice. See how it goes. It's uh, it, it is one of those things for all those people that you know are always I'm not taking the flu shot from the government, blah blah blah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's science, man. Like I don't know, it's it's yeah. one of those things. I mean, yeah, it's new, mm-hmm. and yes, it was a very short amount of time when they got it. But ultimately, like for me, my personal choice was is I just you know you just got to wait out. And you got to, I I trust science. That's yeah. what I do in the, the mm-hmm. medical field. Right. And, yeah, go for it. If you, well, at the end of the day, if you don't want to get it, don't get it. It's fine. You know, and I was looking at that M- mRNA vaccine. It's actually mm. been around since, like, the 80s. It just, yeah. um, just recently they've put a lot of money into it. Mm. And it sounds like, because um, it's, it's so fast, it sounds like um, vaccines are going to start getting rolled out for lots of other things because mm. now they know the proof of concept. Well, you got to think also, like, they completely reamp all these factory retool everything, everything yeah, yeah. in the entire world basically basically on a war to footing start, uh, yeah. to start right. figuring this out so yeah i don't know yeah yeah i would say you know like it, yeah you know like, oh, let's go back to your rotary phone and get rid yeah. of your cell phone because you don't like mm. the technology evidently so mm. but right. you know i don't know i want to get it yeah no i i feel absolutely <laughs> fine didn't even notice it at all going in uh it's a very small amount like i said it was 0.3 mils so right mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. that's awesome hopefully uh no other side effects as you go along and um you know, oh, the, the old follow up on them to everybody else now mm-hmm. the other um uh, paramedics in the uh, province and um uh the other frontline workers so right yeah, it's coming mm-hmm. you know who else might need shots this week hmm. person that fell in the sewer pond that's right <laughs> oh segue excellent segue <laughs> yeah so uh, uh a couple calls we ran this week this one was uh was pretty gross <laughs> so Call comes in. Um, person fell in a septic tank. It was kind of it was kind of shady the way it came in. Tank or actually, I'm sorry, I apologize. I never heard the actual call come in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it was it was really confusing the way the dispatch came over, um, and they weren't clear on entrapment either. So they were. It was kind of shady, and then something about unable to self rescue and like. Not a lot of info, 
but they're in septic. Right. So immediately. Astro way. Astro the other way. way. <laughs> I'm going to respond slow, and I realize what time it is and who's available. Um, and I, I actually, just got to work. Mm-hmm. I just got inside working. And the deputy chief, actually, as I was switching from my pager to my uh, to my radio, had already called in and said that, uh, like, answered the page. So I almost walked over him, but I'm like, if there's no other officers, I can respond. Um, and then I heard him come back over like, yeah, I was, I was responding and I'm like, okay, well, like I'm close if you want me to go because it's only a few minutes from my work. Um, so I end up going there direct and, uh, one of our lifetime members has, uh, a business actually right across the, the street, uh, from where this happened. So he was already there on scene. So it was awesome because I saw where his truck was parked. He kind of had to drive around the big fenced in area. Um, uh, so I riffed back there, um, ran around, went to make patient contacts. And what it was, it's the settling ponds for our municipality. And this <laughs> dog, whom she was walking, fell in. Dog couldn't self-rescue. She went to rescue the dog, fell in. So now they're both in there. And the dog isn't happy about being in there. So the dog's <laughs> trying to use this lady as a like a stepping stone to get out of Right. The shit waters. Yeah. So, as I come around the corner, the poor girl, like the dog's climbing all over her. She kind of drops under a bit, come, comes back up. And I'm trying to radio dispatch at this exact moment that I was on scene and making patient contact. And I mean, I can tell you what my, what my breakfast tastes like for the second time. <laughs> it's just the littlest burp. And I'm like, mm, on scene. <laughs> Poor girl, man. She, I mean, she did really well. Um, it was definitely, it was like pretty cold. Um, obviously, what you're in <laughs> made it pretty bad for her. And she was with a dog, and the dog was trying to, you know, was scared. So, um, yeah, some quick, some quick thinking. Uh, one of the uh, workers was there. Um, bomb, bombed in. Um, we got some stuff tied tied around her. Uh, ended up making a bit of a just a, a quick hasty rescue. I uh, got her out of there as quick as possible. There was an outbuilding uh, really close by. Was able to get her inside where there was some heat. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, big big on the decon after that because uh, oh yeah, I mean you're you're in sewage. You're in. You're in. <laughs> you're, in. you're in. You're in. Yeah. But those those ponds too, like the. Uh, the way the banks are, they're mm-hmm. sloped. And, and oh, yeah. They are, for sure. super slippery mm-hmm. to get in. And we're not talking about the contents. Let's make it slippery. No. It's just, just mm-hmm. like rubber, plastic ground. Yeah. The angle of it, right? That's right. So it's going to be hard to get out even if it was mm-hmm. fresh water. That's right. Yeah, if if it was just regular water, if it was a pool, it still would have been a challenge because they, mm-hmm. they are definitely sloped in. And uh, just to paint a bit of a picture further, uh, <laughs> there's cable ties that run from side to side with an aerator. That kind of sits in the middle to keep things from settling, settling, settling. yeah, firming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is bad. Um, so she was hanging onto this cable, so that was also keeping her uh, for the for the most part above uh, right. water. Um, but yeah, it was uh, you know quickly get her out, uh, get her out of her wet clothes. Had a bunch of towels on her right away, blankets. Sorry. And uh, EHS was uh, pretty close behind this. We had a couple uh, units respond. EHS was pretty close behind this. Uh, gave the handoff right away. <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, yeah, I had a whole bunch of decon once we got back. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, I don't want to say maybe people weren't thinking about it, but, uh, um, you know, one of our guys was just, he's starting to wrap up the scene. And Put stuff away. we had, it was like one of our tarps. We had thrown down so we could throw all of our stuff on there. It was uh, shale next to mm-hmm. the pond. Mm-hmm. So when she got up, we wanted somewhere that she could get onto right away so we can start getting her dried off. And, you know, while we're making the plan of where we're going to go from here. And then luckily one of the workers is like, hey, that door can be open and it's got heat in there. Like, perfect. Okay. So it was a stepping stone for where she could right. go. So nice. it wasn't like she was just up on some like shitty old gravel. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so now our tarps, you know, contaminated. So, um, that's a, that's a smart move, actually. We've been talking about moving that into the kind of what the bay door is mm-hmm. that entrance. I'm thinking, is that where it was heated? Where you no, so it was, uh, it was like a lower pump house or something. Oh, right, right. Uh, we, did that, we did that scenario that one night there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, as we decon no. this time of year, no. not even there. No, it's like a no, oh. no. Sorry, it was like just a little small, small pump house. It's like an off building, not not even close right. to where we were. Sorry, no. So there's enough room to continue decon in there though, with it being warmer. Is that right? Or? For sure. Yeah. So um, we're able to get her um, stripped down as much as possible, yeah. uh, and there was enough room to continue on the inside with a few people as nice. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was good. Yeah, definitely couldn't put a whole crew in there, but uh, a couple of paramedics and uh, one of our guys in and out uh, was able to keep on going. So yeah, that's good because it's one thing we always tend to forget sometimes is we jump on the decon. Yeah, but then exposure, exposure, right? Like <laughs> yeah, you know, we're dosing cold water on them to mm-hmm. decon. Uh, it's cold outside, yeah. and then uh, decency too, right? Like when we start sure. stripping those clothes, we want them to keep a decent exposure. Sure. So that's good, mm-hmm. good thinking. Yeah. So anyway, the guys putting away all of our gear. Just tucks it away nicely back back in the truck. And I'm like, uh, that needs to go on like the pump deck. I mean, we're in the gonna, incinerator. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to just go and issue a PO for a new red tarp. Uh, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like why? Like just not not thinking. He's just in the mode of all right. We're we're done here. Da 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 da. Yeah, no, that was it's like literally covered in shit. Right, he's so like, he's like, oh, sh- matter, it's fine. It's right, absolutely, logic, right. Yeah. So. Uh, got it all back to the hall, um, laid it out, did a major thorough clean on it, uh, tidied up the cabinet, anything that might have gotten in touch with it. So, so no, it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, definitely didn't expect it. It's my duty. It's my duty crew week too. Yeah. And I went to work early. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so I'm at work. I'm like, huh. and it was actually, I, the look on my face must have been like, cause I'm, I'm in the locker room and the page and my I'm responding goes so I don't always know my radio with me so I'm looking at the I'm responding and there's not a uh, there's not a, a sewer rescue <laughs> so it comes in as uh, on the I'm responding um, this is what I see it says pool rescue swimming pool I'm like that's weird I'm like it's January in Canada I'm like oh maybe someone fell in a you know because it's being fairly warm here maybe some little kid fell in the pool slipped fell in a pool that was half full and like. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like looking at the address and like I'm trying to puzzle through there. Area, I'm like, there? well, I'm like puzzling through. Like I'm doing the I'm doing the streets. I'm so mm-hmm. and in our town where you know where we have like wine area and we have like um, like mining areas and so I'm like this is in the tree area. So I'm like the tree area. I'm like that's down. 
like, there's nothing down. That's the industrial area. I'm like, there's no swimming pools down there. I'm puzzling through a swimming pool. There's no... Oh. <laughs> there's a sewer pool. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and then, then I messaged somebody, and they're like, yeah, that's right. I'm like, okay. But yeah. I was like... So actually, I went outside, got my radio, and I heard you, I heard you guys were like, yeah, we have patient extricated and just doing deco. I'm like, well... Yeah. But then I get there, it's going to be over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Shitty situation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have never been so happy to be in the command level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Touching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. Uh, Let's go detach from this scene. Yeah. Like way back. <laughs> back over in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But those are, that's a, that's a super important decon though, because mm-hmm. they said this, the, the biological concern with that right there's so yeah. much bacteria you know, back to that hazmat course we took um, yeah. everybody thinks hazmat is like this oh, yeah, we're gonna be in the, in the in the Gucci suits in, and in the, in the placards and the tanks yeah, and, and the placards and there's gonna be like yellow lights flashing and we're gonna be like <laughs> and it's like you know but what what's the main hazmats it's like structure yeah, fire fires, yeah. structure yeah. fire is a big hazmat right and this is a hazmat call oh yeah. is it ever yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it ever? There's so many, so many bad things that you can get. Yeah. Hmm. Man. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. And there's another call I missed because there's that work. Mm-hmm. Work getting in the way of other work. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, that was the last call on my duty week before I handed the truck over. Yes. Um, so the entire week was nothing. Um, I was kind of you know joking around that i've got to drive this truck around for seven days straight i haven't been able to turn the freaking lights on once <laughs> this is shit uh and then we got a call um whatever day that was wednesday or thursday and uh yeah, thursday yeah. thursday wasn't it? Yeah. it had to be thursday yeah. we always get calls on thursdays thursday, yeah so a call comes in um uh single vehicle uh, unknown, I think it came into us, unknown extrication, uh, single vehicle accident. And that's all that we got early. Um, so I was actually at my house, uh, which is a, a little bit further north than my work. Um, but I have direct access to this back road that it was on. So it actually worked out really well. I flew out of the door, went bombing towards it. And as I was getting closer, one of our members uh, who works out that way, lives out that way, comes over the radio and kind of enlightens us, kind of steps up the, the scene that, uh, so it was a single vehicle um, medical issue that we kind of figured caused the problem. Uh, vehicle veered off the road. Um, the gentleman that was driving was out of the vehicle via a couple passers-by, uh, and they were on the ground doing chest compressions. So he's relaying this to me, not getting himself involved yet. Uh, the moment I got on scene, uh, that gentleman then went and started to deal with some medical, um, and obviously we stepped up our team's response, uh, got a couple, got an extra truck coming. Uh, we had EHS. Um, I didn't know what the info was to them at the time either, so we uh, requested that they that they um, were stepped up as well, uh, if they were not already, uh, and actually Todd even uh, responded. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I saw you there, I was like, ah, great. We had, <laughs> you know, yourself, 
Um, I didn't know who was on the ambulance at the time. Uh, and then I did know who was on our first responding truck. So uh, kind of getting a little bit of that, uh, you know, relief that we have some medically minded people and people that you, you know, you know. Yeah. And that was that was a challenging location because it was into a vineyard. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and like we discussed afterwards, debriefing and stuff like just the location of where we're trying to provide patient care was mm -hmm. very challenging because there's still those high tensile wires yeah. you know, running in the way. They're under even more tension because there's a truck sitting on them and just yeah. ran through them. Um, but uh, everybody did so well at, at, you know, controlling those before they got cut and getting them out sure. of the way. And it was a very tight scene to be, uh, to be providing that patient care. Mm -hmm. um, but it worked out. It worked out. Um, fairly well for uh, the amount of people we needed in that moment right for yeah. cycling in and out mm -hmm. yeah. and you're saying we were pretty joining in the spot with the cpr transitions yeah uh, that, that's one thing i noticed because so me uh when i responded in my work car um just you guys were already doing, doing chest compressions and uh then we had our team on on the airway and doing our thing and i just kind of getting things ready to go and I started passing some of the airway equipment up and then getting line, lines up and running, um, watching just the transitions that we always talk about for that high fidelity, or not high fidelity, um, uh, pit crew CPR, like mm -hmm. just being really on the spot, ready to go the second those compression cycles are done, you're already yeah. kneeling down, your hands are already hovering over, you're waiting for that prompt to start CPR again and boom, it was yeah. on it. Um, and that reflected in the CPR report I received um, the other day as well. Mm -hmm. it was very, very well um, time off chest. Like it was, it was, we're talking a couple of seconds. It was, it was great. Because I think it's important. We never, I don't know if we talked about this. Um, a lot of people, well, I don't know if people anymore, but back in the day, I remember people thought that when they, you don't go back on chest compressions until the AED says resume, you know, AED always says resume CPR. Mm -hmm. So people think, oh, from analyze to um, to to, a to, it, to it saying yeah. resume CPR, you don't touch the patient, mm -hmm. which is not the case. Um, you, yeah. So so generally, like <clears throat> for example, so you'll get you'll say there's a shock advise, right. you know, and then uh, the system starts doing its charging. So we want to be back on that chest doing the, doing right. those compressions while it charges uh, while mm -hmm. charging because it's a good you know shock few seconds charge and mm -hmm. exactly and uh, you, we see that a lot actually a lot of people just don't touch the patient until yeah. it says push shock right mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of the machines there isn't actually that voice prompt after the analyze well it's right. it'll say shock advise stand clears um, yeah. you know and then it does its charge up cycle right. but it's not giving you that command so a lot of people who aren't savvy in the medical field generally don't do that so yeah, yeah. and we had brought you in actually this summer Yep. To, yeah, to we do the CPR. Did, we did an update on the CPR and some of the COVID CPR. Yeah. And then we also went over like not waiting, just quick transitions. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, quick yeah. transitions. Yeah. This is, and we talked about that, that pick through CPR, right? Yeah. Yeah. Getting in there fast and creating mm -hmm. your your zone, your work zone for a win, right? So, yeah. then we do create mm -hmm. some real estate, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, this uh, individual uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think for everybody who responded, he had the best outcome we could provide for him. So right, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, seeing the way that the crew worked. Um, you know, having yourself there, um, the paramedics on car were were uh, really great to work with. Um, you know, 
not the outcome that everybody is always hoping for, but uh, uh, the, the uh, patient care and everything that was given, like Todd says, was was uh, really good. And it comes back to uh, why why we train the way we do. Yeah. Um, you know, getting you up here was key to kind of keep keep that in mind. And you know, moving forward uh, for our first uh, responder, um, having a lot of frequent trainings is going to go a long long way in keeping us sharp. Because yeah. honestly, right now we don't train a whole lot of medical because we That's don't right. do really a lot of medical so mm-hmm. um you know train medical right now would be almost i don't want to say it's a waste of practice but mm-hmm. to train the cpr is fine because we will do cpr on scene but that's right um I I'm, I'm actually looking forward to once we really get into the fr stuff mm-hmm. being able to throw all these that. little scenarios and curveballs into training and adding you know those different training cycles mm-hmm. but everything even so, like, even with, like, what we talk about, like, doing the high-fidelity sims and, and just yeah. that high-intensity training, you know, you could see it really relate to that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just the way people were staged and transitioning into the, the spots for their next job. Yeah. Everything was fast, especially within those first few minutes when we were trying to get there's a lot in happening. there. Yeah. There's a lot happening, still trying to make some real estate on that scene. Because yeah. there's wires and... and uh, yeah, it's crazy. Vineyard, like, part the, the plants are down and mm-hmm. there's all sorts of stuff in the way. And I remember opening up my kit and then turning around and passing something else, reach back to my kit, and then you guys already had somebody hang onto the wire and it was cut and it was getting pulled out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. It was, um, there was a huge sense of urgency and everybody flowed quickly. And, and <laughs> yeah, we found what was really working out well there. Um, you know, we always talk about the, the hot zone, the warm zone, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously the cold. Um, we had the uh, hot zone was a very small small area and there was probably six people at like during the meat of the work there's probably six people in there uh and then in the five yeah no no you're right yeah because there's three of us and then one two three four yeah easy easy that right seven seven probably max yeah i kind of once glenn got anchored to the yeah to the iv line to to the line um we probably bumped bumped up to seven rolling uh which generally meant that there was going to be at least two people in the wing ready to jump on and swap out for uh compressions uh and then we had another group uh kind of back in just the warm zone uh for anything that was needed so those guys were the ones doing the work uh getting all those extra cables cut cut out of the way um, we got the initial ones just so we could get the first crew in there and then get started. And then once the work, and then we wanted to get a bit more of the surrounding area cut out. Um, and then again, another crew was out doing traffic, which is, you know, funny. The, um, first officer that arrived on scene, RCMP, um, wanted us to close down one of the, the, the lanes was kind of the, the feel that I got from what he was saying. So that's kind of what speed was doing as well was getting, um, we were going to do some alternating traffic and then, um, somebody else comes on scene and right away is like, shut, shut it down, which is, I mean, it's the move for sure. There's uh well, that's my go-to. Yeah. <laughs> I I've said that before, this we are very happy <laughs> to, to shut it down, especially not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, trying to protect the scene so they can get a bit of an idea, which was really good. Um, so yeah, the guys did really good. I can't say say enough about the crew. It was really good. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hence why you know working together on certain practice scenarios, it, it just flows mm-hmm. nicely. Like it, absolutely, it really does. Well, I think those scenarios we do, we make them as hard as we can 
Like I always, I always look like we're trying to make it like our scenarios are harder than it'll ever be on the fire run. I think, mm-hmm. and just even doing that, even though this scenario didn't relate to any of the scenarios we've done recently, it just um, it relates in the fact that we stress them, oh, yeah. stress the guys beyond stressed, and then yeah. now when they come to this kind of thing, they're like, oh, this is actually pretty easy. Well, <laughs> like, everyone stuff was not so exploding calm, around right? me. And, yeah. They were so calm, like the communication between. Um, uh, cycles and everything it, it was just it was very fluid right mm-hmm. like there was there was no like scurrying to get up out of the way somebody had already positioned themselves you quietly they those two would communicate you're ready they'd make eye contact boom and your guys swapped yeah it was, it was very smooth mm-hmm. yeah sweet yeah yeah and really that's uh i mean those are pretty like two pretty interesting and mm-hmm. like hard calls in different, definitely different aspects, but uh, that was kind of it for last for last week. Uh, we had a pretty pretty quiet quiet week. Other than that, um, but we've had some training. Uh, so we had practice last last week, and um, Scott led one, and I led the other, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. What what did you guys get up to down on your side? So we went over the foam. Mm. Um, because so at our seminar, which we've talked about in the past, which unfortunately didn't happen this year, we have something that we call the foam pit. So the foam pit is it's like the attention grabber of the whole seminar. Um, we light a ton of, literally probably a ton of uh, <laughs> black smoke of yeah. uh, like a- aviation fuel. Which it's funny when you say, "Oh, we're lighting aviation fuel," everyone thinks it's going to just just explode. It's like, well, no, it's actually just like kerosene, so it actually mm-hmm. takes a little bit to get going. But once it gets going, it's it's just ripping Todd's, <laughs> Todd's drawing pictures. Um, so once it gets going, it's going good. So we do this at seminar every year. But I started thinking, you know, we, we've never really done it with our crew. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know why we never we haven't done it with our crew. I don't know. Like, just no real rhyme or reason. We've never really trained it. Um, we've done foam and we've done some stuff. But, um, again, I want the guys to, to know that this stuff works. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that last month, I you know, I'm thinking, oh, we should do foam pit. So we went and got our we went and got our foam, um, our foam pit, which is a big metal. I don't know. It's what like it, a basin or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's... a big metal basin that's probably a, a foot deep. Yeah. Um, probably what twenty feet long by it's ten like feet 10, wide. Ten by twenty kind like of 10 thing. Ten by twenty yeah. kind of yeah, big metal basin. Um, so we fill, we bring the water tender down. We filled it, you know, three quarters full of water. And then um, on the night of, we dump in, um, well, I'd like to say we measure it, but we don't. <laughs> we dump in a fair amount, because <laughs> that's the type of measurement, a fair amount of aviation fuel. So now it floats on top of the water. And yeah. um, we actually have to get a Tiger Torch, put it in, put it next to it, and we light it up. So it was, it was good because even some of the senior guys hadn't seen, um, like we've used foam, but a lot of times when you're using foam on a fire ground, it's like, it works, and you're just like, oh, I never actually... But it's not into a liquid fire. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of liquid. Like, we haven't had a lot mm-hmm. of fires where there's been a liquid. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about there was an airplane on fire once, and... Right. You know, but, mm-hmm. again, a lot of it, it, like, you hit it, and it goes out, like, right away. It's, we've never had a worst-case scenario where, like, a massive pool of burning fuels on fire. Yeah, and I think most cases we've used foam, like we're chatting for, like, I've used it um, in, you know, settings for exposures. Probably right, yeah. ninety-eight or ninety-nine percent mm-hmm. of the time, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I can't recall when I've actually had to use it. 
Like, I mean, there's no one's in a stubborn car fire. Car fires, yeah. 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 Stubborn car fires, you're like, man, yeah. stupid fuel tank burst. Yeah, fuel tank, yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. type of scenario. But yeah. other than that, it's just yeah. been um, just exposures, yeah. and we haven't. And we don't have that industrial setting where you yeah. could potentially get that. But even like a burst, you know, a burst car, like a fuel tank in a car mm-hmm. isn't all that much fuel. Like it's a fair amount, but it, I mean, it's it could, pain, yeah. Pain yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. You're spraying it and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, so you put the foam on, it goes up. Um, but the guys have never, like when you're doing it on scene, you're not really watching it. You're not mm-hmm. really getting to see how, why it's working, how it's working. So yeah, we set it up. Um, we lit it got rocking pretty good um so we were doing we were practicing different methods so we we're doing kind of our primary one we were using was a ricochet off the uh, wall so we we have a we have a wall we have set up um out of a bunch of two by fours that are layered and it's been it's all charred because we use it all the time um so we we're ricocheting the foam i'm using the um the aerator on the front like the big we have a blue nozzle big big thing that sits on the front to get, get that air flowing through the foam right because one thing about foam, it needs to have air. Cause, yeah, it's aspirated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to... I mean, it'll still work. It's just not going to be as effective. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It falls back to percentages of the foam, right? Right. Yeah, so you, yeah. you're getting a, a drier foam with that aspirator. Yeah. So, so we were using that. Um, got it going pretty good. And then we were, we were ricocheting off the wall. And actually, the first one up was actually your deputy chief. Um and we didn't really give him a very because he was kind of getting set up, so we didn't really give him a very good brief. We we were briefing the rookies on how it's gonna work and do all the stuff, and then oh hey, uh, he just happened to be the first one to have his uh, SCBA on. So we're like, oh you're up. He's like, okay. <laughs> so it was we had already we had lit it, so he can't really see where the wall is. <laughs> so he's kind of guessing because he's trying to figure it out, and uh, just his angle is off a little bit, so he's kind of ricocheting, but it was not landing the pool. It was landing off the side, which is I mean it's gonna happen because you've come on scene of a fire. You might not have somebody to ricochet off of. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, that fire you got going is, is going. Oh, yeah, we had it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was a training fire, but it was definitely a couple points. I'm yeah. like, ooh, this is not a training fire anymore. This is a fire. <laughs> <laughs> there are things on fire that I wasn't meaning to put on fire right now. <laughs> but nothing too dangerous. I mean, it's pretty, it's wintry. A little, a little bit of weeds. Yeah, some weeds were yeah. around. Another little wall some that we had. Some structures around there, yeah. Starting to smoke. And, mm-hmm. But that's what we got. Fire. We had protection lines and stuff set up yeah. um so yeah once we got the right angle um we were actually able to bring the rookies over and they were watching it was cool because it was ricocheting off the wall and we could watch it hit um the burning fuel and then slowly it was like someone's pulling a blanket up yeah. on this bed this giant bed of fuel the blanket was slowly moving across and just smothering as it went and we actually ended up putting too much on because then it was like super thick layer of foam the whole thing went out we're like so now we have to scrape the foam off mm-hmm. to do a reignite and that took us a good 15 minutes. Yeah. So we have this really high-tech um, mechanism for that. We have like a two-by-four <laughs> with a piece of wood attached to it. We just scrape it off like a big mm-hmm. big paddle. Um, open it up enough to light it again. And then um, once you light it again, it actually gets hot enough that the foam will start burning off again if you're not applying more foam. So we, we end up burning more foam off, get the fire rocking again. Um, tried different attacks. We tried to, you know, push in one from one end. Um, we tried lobbying. We even tried, like, we were playing around, because, again, training, we can... Show what it looks like when it disrupts it. Yeah, so we were, you know, hey, like, hit it with a straight stream. Boom! Like, safely. You know, they're like, holy cow, yeah. We're like, that's why we don't hit it with a straight stream. Like, that's why we're using foam. So, guys, we get to play around. We actually even found some expired foam we were running to see um, how effective, and this is, like, this foam is expired for, like, good 30 years. (laughs) Like, we just found it in the back room. We're like, yeah, let's take this stuff out there. It is not the good foam that is. <laughs> I think it's a foam they've taken out of the market now. It's, so we ran that. It 
didn't do like anything <laughs> so we had to we had to get rid of that and keep running the truck foam so um yeah it was it was good it was you know just that whole foam night and getting guys used to it and mm-hmm. um so ours is straight foam from the truck so it's not compressed air foam mm-hmm. but now you have a calf system on your truck Doug. we have one truck with a calf system yeah right yeah and uh it takes it takes some practice. I always find they're hit and miss. So you ask some people, yeah. oh, they're the best things in sliced bread. Then you ask other departments. Yeah. And they're like, this thing sucks. Never get one. It's almost <laughs> like when it works. It's great. Bro. Yeah. Like if you have it dialed, like Doug was saying, like it takes some getting used to. It yeah. takes a lot of practice. If yeah. it's dialed, it can be very effective. Absolutely. And it's like any other thing in the fire service. You know, it, it's got its certain application. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, I think looking back, you know, when we first got it, you know, we tried using it for everything. Everything. And I think that's what they were and, trying to sell it as. Like, this thing yeah. can be used for everything. And it, it's, it, it was a hard, hard adjustment. I mean, the nozzles are a little different and things like that. And, and you know, people are always used to training on certain combinations of mm-hmm. nozzles, just water. You know, it's a, it's a different setup. Um, and then we found on another fire we had, we had a lot of line stretched out and up a hill. So we had some elevation pressure changes. And it was just bucking like crazy. It had some kinks in the system, and it just wasn't wasn't working nice. Um, but again, I mean, it really works well when you start putting it to a really dry setting, and mm-hmm. you really want it to stick. Uh, again, for those exposures. Yeah. Um, and we've filled cars, we filled dumpsters with foam. You know, it works awesome. Then mm-hmm. you're not sitting there babysitting it all night, and, yeah. and it, it suppresses it quickly. Uh, but again, it's got its application because we were yeah. we were dragging those lines for interior tack, you know, and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, and then we did the whole transition. We sat down like, no, we do not like this guys. You know, one truck doesn't have it. The other truck does guys are making little minor mistakes and we want to really finesse, you know, how, how we practice. So right. now we just have it set up for the yeah. one application. Right. I can see, I mean, one thing that I keep hearing over and over is all foam systems work great when you exercise the foam systems mm. so they it's like they they need constant use mm. um i can see um more industrial industrial minded departments right. um you know that might be a place where they're going to get a lot more action um i mean we just don't we don't stretch those lines like you're saying mm. we're not going to foam not as our initial attack yeah in next day it's kind of like our last like uh okay this is a pain in the ass let's throw some foam on it yeah. i don't know if it's a money thing i don't like it. i mean buckets of foam cost money but it's like mm-hmm. is that why we're like yeah we don't use that resource we probably like water's free yeah whereas water's free foam's not but it's like yeah we, we've we been here for 45 it. minutes we yeah. just paid yeah. Yeah. two yeah. trucks worth of guys being there because sometimes when we need it it works great like when we yeah. when we when we realize okay we should we should be using mm-hmm. foam on this then we're like oh when we used this an hour ago. <laughs> and some super weird calls thing. you can bust out foam for. Like the cardboard yeah. road. Yeah, the cardboard road. We, <laughs> yeah, we washed that out. We've had some people that have like lit up big burn piles. Um, you know, like that's, you never think an agricultural printing pile you're like that's like gonna be our go-to but i mean well and then sometimes i don't want to say well yeah, i'm gonna say it. sometimes <laughs> we get these burn piles that these people light and we know as soon as we leave they're gonna relight it because yeah. they don't want to listen to us so we're like okay well we'll just put foam on it yeah <laughs> what's that mean you'll see yeah <laughs> next thing we're like leaving a stack yeah. of shaving cream on their <laughs> burn pile it's like okay you can already light that in three months <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it, and it's like I mean, we do need it in the fire service, absolutely, yeah. right? But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel looking back at a lot of our calls that we do, like it's, you need to be aware of how, how you, how to use it and when to use it and the proper yeah. applications and need to play with it. But it's not a magic bullet. I think that's what that was kind of being sold as was it was a magic bullet. Absolutely. I remember when the caps first started coming out, like in LA and everything, they were pumping it, saying this, the best thing. Next thing you know, all these other departments through North America started getting them for everything. Mm -hmm. The lower mainland, all their trucks. And then (laughs) Vancouver buy them all. And then they were like, I wasn't going to say the name of the department. Ah, it's Vancouver. (laughs) They're they're big big boys. They can take it. (laughs) And this is going back a long time, too. Like, they all all bought these Mm -hmm. calf systems. And, uh, if I remember correctly, a lot of them are working properly, and they sent them over to another local <laughs> manufacturer down there, Hub, right. yeah. and Hub ended up fixing everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, I don't know. It, it came out as a fad, I think, yeah. mm-hmm. at first. Um, there's guaranteed there's people out there that, are, that love their calf systems, and yeah. hey, if that's what your department does, awesome. But. Yeah. We're not that department pumping foam out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and in like in different areas, I find the fire services is like the one place where it's like we're always looking for the the thing that's going to be the that that's mm-hmm. going to be the magic bullet that we're using. And oh, this is the newest best thing. It's gonna you, know, you never have to go inside again. What uh, that high that super high pressure in the oh, England pressure, yeah. that yeah. rips right through like cement walls and stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, this thing will you'll never have to go inside again. It's like, yeah. but, you know, and there's, but look at the application again. Those yeah. were brick houses, right? Rock, yeah. and rock walls, mm-hmm. brick walls. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You that can break through yeah. and stuff out that fire to a room of contents fire. Great. Sure. Work yeah. Up in our area. Or for, or uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's this. It just comes down to hard work and hard work, and some old school tactics. I think work most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it comes back to the same old argument too. The uh, you know, ventilation. Yeah. You know, you yeah. talk to parts of. You know the southern states there, and it's it's all vertical ventilation. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas up here, it's not. Mostly so right again, if it works in your area, great, but our yeah. area not as much. Yeah, I think you know Scott's just said something great there. Um, some hard work, you know, nailing those tried and true tactics. Yeah. Work on those tactics and change them for what makes sense to you. Yeah. Um, in practice. And a practice, lot, and a then, lot of practice with it. Now, if this new and improved, great, great thing come, comes out and, you know, there's CAF System 2.0 that rolls out and, hey, that's great. Yeah, let's, maybe we can look at that. Maybe we can train on that. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to train on, you know, the tried and true methods and we're going to evolve those methods to suit what we do. Yeah. Um, which like, kind of aims to do where you're practicing. Mm-hmm. So probably the hardest thing in the fire service to probably the hardest kind of structure is a basement fire. It's yeah. a below grade, yeah. mm-hmm. probably most dangerous. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Try to avoid going in the basement. Now you were training. What if we had to go in the basement? Yeah. So we we uh, split the crew up. Usually we try to do um, three groups. You know, especially with uh, COVID and everything happening, um, we really try to hammer out the three group uh, training. Uh, but just the way the month went, uh, we got two weeks that we we had to work with here so we we split the crew in half um scott had the one half uh jay and myself had the other and we were working on below grade um and we we had a pretty big round table prior to going uh going going at it um we talked about the tools that you need you know thermal camera um you gotta have the irons or yeah you need a guy on the tools that's making their way down the stairs you need which, to which have which is one that. thing we've changed like mm-hmm. we've 
and I don't know if other departments, I think other departments do it, but we don't send the guy to the nozzle down first. That's right. We send the, mm-hmm. we send the guy with the tools down to sound, because basically the first landing, I don't know what you guys do. Like, we send a guy down, because for years it was always like, oh, send the nozzle man down, and he's got to sound the stairs as he goes down, but what if the stairs are compromised and he falls through? Now the nozzle man is mm-hmm. in the hole, possibly the nozzle's now hanging above him, you know, because we know we're never going to fall perfectly, so... You know, he might be in the hole now, and now there's no nozzle man to run the nozzle. So, right. you know, quite a few years ago, we've adapted to now we send, um, we send a, like a person, mm-hmm. a guy down, and he's sat on the floor as he goes, and he's got no nozzle with him, but he's only going down first landing. He's never, he's never disappearing from the, so the nozzle, right. nozzle man can still see him. Mm-hmm. And then if the worst happens and he falls into this hole, well, now you got the thing to fix it, which is a nozzle man with a charged line, and he can yeah. start. He can start dumping water and start doing that rescue and maybe even sliding the hose down and using that as a rope to pull him out. Um, so we've been doing that for a few years. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Two, three, four years, whatever now we've yeah. been working on that. And, you know, working as a, a four-man attack team, so you're going to have your person with the tools that's going in first. You're going to have your nozzle man. You're going to have your backup man uh, that has the thermal camera. So, again, like if it's pitch black, smoke's rolling, sure that first landing that that you know first pinch point is going to be not super far away but if the smoke's rolling you know you might want to get a, a little bit better uh contact with the person that's going down so you're back to that gun side again so you're putting that thermal camera out in front of the uh uh, nozzle man so they they get a perfect picture of what's happening with the firefighter that's going in with what's happening below the firefighter so as they're sounding the floor you can see what kind of uh, thermal air is coming up uh, from the uh, stairwell underneath them as well uh, so there's a whole bunch of times that you would call it a no-go when you're going into the basement so if you open that door or you get to the stairs and the stairs are not compromised yet but the you know the seat of the fire is like underneath the stairs you're obviously not going to go in there because that is acting as a chimney and it's going to funnel all of that shit directly towards you so that's going to be a no-go so if the stairs are compromised if uh if it's already starting to, to roll up there i mean that's a hundred percent you're not getting access there um just by opening that stairwell up mm-hmm. you're making that flow path um, absolutely yeah, yeah. and I think it feels important to say too to anybody who's listening who doesn't have a lot of experience with it is you're not just making your push down the stairs. No, we're, there's we're, lots of other tactics we all do. Yeah, you know we yeah. we ventilate or not ventilate, yeah. but we we make an access point somewhere else in the in that. Yeah, I mean our first, yeah, our first start suppressing yeah, for sure. Solar nozzles, you know, yeah. but at some point we need to get down in there and put the mm-hmm. rest of this thing out, yeah. and that's when we start doing these tactics because, like yeah. you said. <laughs> you're creating a chimney mm-hmm. as soon as you open that door and you start going in you are going down that chimney that is the full yeah. path you're going mm-hmm. so uh, yeah absolutely there was that uh, back to the firefighter chronicles when uh, he green screens himself on this. <laughs> oh those yeah. are awesome and the guy's climbing up the what do you call spider he's uh, like, smoke uh, eating spider-man or something smoke eating spider-man and, and he climbs up and he's like and, he, and, he, and the guy repels into the window he's like little billy's about to learn about flow path because <laughs> he smashes his way through this window <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah i mean we would we would do a bunch of other tactics so this is kind of like uh again this is just drilling so we're drilling how to push down the stairs quickly mm-hmm. effectively um but yeah we're gonna obviously in the 360 we're looking for basement access first yeah. mm-hmm. and then we're gonna hit um either a piercing nozzle or um 
you know, even a, just a nozzle in on a fog, just to, just yeah. to dose it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing we did, cool, yeah. uh, we do is we set up, um, and actually first time I saw it, because I was away last time we did below grade, um, we run the um, the flat, the high up up as a flat deck. We run it, park it next to our training building, and then um, Ash and Jason built a, um, like a window box. So basically mm-hmm. now the guys are standing on the flat deck, which is which is becomes the ground level. So now they can't. It's a it's just a different angle, right? Because now they're above the fire. So basically, we, oh right, just for your building. Yeah. So what yeah. we've done, yeah, yeah, we basically made it. We basically made our building because our building's above ground. We made our building by using that flat deck. It's nice, it's yeah. now that's the grade. That's the grade, yeah. And yeah. then uh, we, and then yeah. they built this uh, kind of window box that has pallets. So now the guys can't just look in the window and see the fire. They can, they have to be like they have to angle themselves like they're trying to get yeah, underground yeah. and mm-hmm. and hit it. So. Yeah. yeah, so it definitely adds a whole level from the outside, then again on the inside. So we, we threw um, a patient rescue in because just going up and down stairs is hard in itself with what we're, what we're asking, but to, uh, to really outline the benefits of that four-person team, uh, once they got down to the basement level, once they made contact with a patient, once they... Um, identified the seat of the fire. Uh, so there's a lot happening once they get down to the, the bottom. Um, so there's four people down there. You can have two on fire attack, two on patient rescue, um, which is kind of what they were doing. So Rob uh, was the officer that was going down with him. So Rob ended up peeling off himself and one of the, I think it was the backup guy, or it actually might have been the person on the tools both times he went that way just because the uh, nozzleman and the back of men were, were already a team like they were already ready to work together uh so he peeled himself away with the other guy uh they made the grab with the patient while uh the nozzleman and the back of men started to work on fire suppression and what they found once they started to do fire suppression is obviously you really want to isolate that room because it's kind of like another vis you you have to isolate before you do anything with that patient right. so we talked talked about that they made the rescue and then they could go in and make the push with uh, the fire attack but if you're going to if there's no good vent in the basement you can blow all that steam and smoke and everything right back at you going mm. straight up that uh, chimney that you yeah. just opened right so we have the window but you can't just hydraulically vent out the window because there's now Oh, a window box there. So we had to talk about, you know, you have to get yourself a lot steeper to closer, the window, to uh, the window a lot yeah. closer, and then angle that uh, ven- the uh, Venturi effect a lot higher and steeper up rather right. than back at a distance. And, you know, it's less effective, but it's still, once they got the right angle on it, you it's can just like see a, the column. It's like a tri- transitional attack from the inside. That's right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Super no, steep angle. It absolutely is, and that's important. That's important to practice and to have those discussions because looking back, you know, like some of the fires I've been in, when you go in, they it wasn't really a basement fire where we went in and did the push, but afterwards an investigation and doing mop up, mm-hmm. you're down there and you're looking at the windows and a lot of them are very small. Like those older homes, those, mm-hmm. those windows, yeah. they're up high, they're small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to change how you want to ventilate you Absolutely. know hydraulically yeah versus you know the newer build for example you know the house i'm building now our windows are great yeah <laughs> for the for the basement and, yeah. and it's uh so building instructions come along a long ways mm-hmm. but we we need to practice all the absolutely tools yeah mm-hmm. yeah sweet nice 
Yeah, so that was a pretty fun practice as well. We're going to do, uh, we're going to swap the teams this uh, coming Thursday. Uh, we'll do that one more time. And I don't know what we have going on for the last Thursday of the month. But... Possibly a little surprise. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing to talk about there. No, we can't so, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a few people from our apartment to listen, so no, <laughs> we don't want to, uh... <laughs> uh, we don't want to spoil any fun, but. Yeah, pretty exciting end to the uh, month here. So, yeah. yeah, we're trying to get all of our live fire in right now because it's still cold, mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. not going to light any grass fires, and no one's going to. And you know, it's still dark out when we're practicing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the two practices we just did, they're very smoky. Yeah, and I feel running, especially ours, because there's a little bit of black smoke in the air. Mm. <laughs> running that in the middle of uh, summer, well, we wouldn't, because that's super dangerous. Yeah, um, <laughs> but also uh, people would be like. The phone would be ringing off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a mm-hmm. black cloud of smoke. Well, it's, it's really good weather for us right now. That's what we be doing because it's not like into the below freezing yeah. in the evenings at either where we're worrying about having a skating rink there the next morning or pumps That's right. and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, you did some MBI stuff? Oh, yeah. We, um, yeah, part of our guys were doing uh, some first responder training, then another part of our rookies started their 10 1 program. Then a handful of the rest of us went out and uh, we just played, had some fun, um, played cutting up a car, flipped it over on its roof, and then uh, or on its side, and then just practiced a couple, um, just just to keep our skills fresh, basically. Yeah. Just had some different discussions on um, step one from how we approach patient care, uh, cribbing using our different like the forty twos versus our V struts, stabilization techniques. Um, some of the guys that haven't touched the tools in a while. We just played with them. Um, then we just started cutting stuff. Yeah. Roof flaps, dash roll. Yeah. I think that that playing is important. It's like mm-hmm. we get too invested in this. Like, oh, we gotta mm-hmm. we got this checklist. We gotta follow. We gotta mm-hmm. do exactly how it is. It's like, and we miss stuff or, yeah. or or nothing. That's how we don't get new stuff. That's how we don't um, train things that we don't normally train. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's play. Let's let's test some stuff that we wouldn't normally do. Let's. You know, try a roof flap. Well, we wouldn't necessarily do a roof flap here. Well, let's try it. See what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it's important. It's important. I mean, like when you have a smaller group, if you're teaching something, that's one thing as well. But I find sometimes some guys won't ask certain questions because they're trying to learn a new skill or yeah. whatnot. But you know, in that environment, what we did, we just said, like, there's a handful of us there. We just all stood around and mentioned, "Hey, we're just gonna." We're just going to stand around, you know, let's just all talk about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was good because some of the conversations where it kind of leaded us, a few of us forgot. Like, I was like, right. I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody else remember? Because I can't yeah. remember this next step. Um, right. Or just a simple placement of, um, you know, putting your tool on a different angle, just the better bite it gets. You know, just, right, just yeah. those little things like that. You get, We all get focused in on, on that one, you know, placement of the spreader for example yeah. but if you just pause for a second and then invert it and yeah, flip it up try a different, different angle degrees, yeah. mm-hmm. boom then now you got it um so it was good we had different guys on the tools and, and we just kind of yeah, floated around and played nice uh, it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah, nobody got crushed by the car flipping it over so it's good that's good nice. <laughs> <laughs> right on yeah. um yeah i think that's uh probably wrap us up on that now we're sitting at about 55 minutes worth so sweet we'll wrap up another 30 minutes worth of shout outs and <laughs> <laughs> we're getting better yeah exactly. i think we're getting pretty uh, streamlined 
So, <laughs> streamline. Maybe that's not the word. Probably wait until the probably wait until the end before you say the like <laughs> <laughs> So let's draw from Modus. He wants to take that. Uh, yeah. Do you want it? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, so yes, yeah, so Modus. Uh, we've been talking. We. I mean, we always talk about Snagger Tools. Snagger Tools, mm-hmm. like they're. Bread and butter is that the, is the term? Fame yeah. to fame, bread and butter. Yeah. It's, it's fame, their yeah. thing, yeah. It's like their I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna have an analogy for food. It's like their Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's horrible. Anyways, uh, so Snagger Tool. So not only Snagger Tool, they make a pretty sweet uh, pocket organizer, mm-hmm. which I'm yeah. pretty stoked about. Yeah, um, I pulled it out the other day. I wasn't using it for anything, but I just pulled it out to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. Yeah, it's still there. It still looks awesome. <laughs> My pocket is still organized. <laughs> um, I like it. It's way better. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like. I actually like the... Because I, I was trying to figure out when we first got it, how is this thing going to stay in my pocket? And I realized, wait a minute, it's actually better than it doesn't stay in my pocket. That when I pull that handle, it just comes right out. And I can look at all my gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Like, nice. Because at first, I'm like, oh, it's kind of dumb. Like, it's not going to sit in my pocket when I pull stuff out. But I'm like, no, it's better. I took that, uh, that, that, flap, well. yeah, I took that yeah. flap off, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they got their pocket organizers for your turnout pockets, uh, for your uh, cargo pockets in your pants. Um, so obviously, the Snagger tool, sweet ass uh, hydrant wrench. Yes. Uh, which we have. We just need still need to find a nice place for it. So mm-hmm. guys are using it. Yeah. Um, guys are liking it. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, little mini spanners. Mm-hmm. Really good company um, out of Canada. Yep. Um, but I see their I see snaggers all over the place now. Like can use for everything oh yeah <laughs> yeah i still haven't seen it used for hanging a coat but... mm-hmm. <laughs> let it be us that's that's the video that we're going to bring to the masses yeah. you have to, to hang, hang your coat <laughs> yeah this After is finally day, here's how you hang your coat yeah. <laughs> it'll be like a marble commercial <laughs> <laughs> no it'll be like a chevy truck commercial right after a long day of fighting fire <laughs> we'll need sammy elliott <laughs> Yeah, if we can get Sam Elliott, that's the move. And you just don't want to lay your coat on the ground. Yeah. Get out your snagger tool. Anyways, Modus. Yeah. Um, DTFF5 for a 5% discount. Well. Boom. Mm-hmm. Ignition. I guess that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there flipping through. I was trying to find... They put out a, uh, a picture of uh, one of the snaggers with... That, uh, like the retro yellow reflective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to find it and talk about that. Uh, yeah, Ignition USA, um, check out uh, them. Jason from um, Seattle, they have the uh, the Seattle Sea Rat, uh, Seattle Rapid Access Tool, um, kind of your little Swiss Army pocket knife, if you will, uh, for uh, soft entry. So any passive entry things that you want to um, leave a facility um, securable after. Uh, mm-hmm. We went down to Seattle, I guess it was a year ago, right, in the boys? Yeah. Just over now, yeah. Just over. Was it not, yeah. And um, got to play with it and, and met Jason. Worked great. Went and tried it out with a couple of industrial buildings and apartment buildings. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't actually, it's not going to work for every, you know, soft entry need. For sure. But um, for them, that's why they dubbed it the Seattle Rapid Access Tool, because mm-hmm. for a lot of their department's issues, it uh, works great. And we really enjoy it up here as well. We've been playing with it. Um, I know you guys have been using it for even a little bit longer than myself down there. And... Mm-hmm. Actually, today, we uh, for early this morning, we got a call for a, um, to get entry for EHS. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got 
<laughs> he literally got called off before I even had my socks on because <laughs> I was like, I answered, yeah, um, yeah, call received, socks on. Uh, yeah, they just called us back. You're no longer needed. I'm like, because ah. I was actually thinking, oh, I can use the Seattle X or the uh, Sea Rat tool. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know what kind of building it was. Still don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get an address or yeah. maybe we get just didn't look. There's an address. We, we just, off. no trucks yeah. even went. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, it, um, it's great. It's a great little tool. Um, again, you know, they had to make it fireproof, firefighter proof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sorry, not fireproof. No, not fireproof, <laughs> but firefighter proof. So it's, it's very strong, uh, strongly built. Um, cause we tend to break shit and lose shit and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, we're going to reach out to him, find out, see if we can uh, get another uh, discount code. And find out if he's in Seattle or Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the company, like, distribution might have moved to Texas, not his I'm just assuming room. everyone's moved to Texas now at this point. Mm-hmm. But all I hear is people moving to Texas. Yeah. Watching this kind of going a little crazy. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Anyway, check them out, uh, Ignition USA. Uh, they've got a bunch of video uh, content out there as well. And on our... Um, YouTube as well. We have some uh, video footage of, uh, yeah. of the tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed. Um, free training via stopthebleed.org. You can become an instructor if you are a firefighter, EMT, for, uh, basically any first responder, including um, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three real simple principles. Either direct pressure, direct pressure, tourniquet or wound packing so any one of those um you know i'm really bleeding control is quite easy it's just the fact again getting those reps in yeah. understanding what exactly what you're doing um but it's you know really good course really simple um but it's what you make of it if you want to make it if you want to make it a powerpoint i don't think guys are gonna get the if, if it's just a powerpoint you're not gonna get that the benefit of it i think it's just you, you know, know people you are going to sleep through it on. yeah you need yeah. hands-on you need to really push it and get some good uh, scenarios in mm-hmm. and i think in the spring we're gonna probably throw some more curves at our guys for sure it's more stop the bleed stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spray them in the face with some fake blood right <laughs> good yeah. yeah and that's the trick with it and we talk a lot about that is is the course itself the skills are fairly fairly straightforward mm-hmm. um they might be new to people who have never really thought about you know, first aid or hemorrhage control. Um, but this is one of those those life-saving skills, you know, that uh, <laughs> under very simple means, you know, we could save somebody's life. Yeah. Um, and uh, then practicing in that high-fidelity sim and using it in that high-stress environment is, is fun, and uh, that's how mm. real life's going to be. Super happy the other day I was packing my, uh, my 13-year-old's uh, bag for he was going skiing, I'm like, he's got a 5'11 bag, so I'm packing it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can put it, I can put his snacks in this pouch. I'm like, what is in here? Oh, I unzip it. It's like, tourniquet, wound packing. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you think yeah. skiing. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's well, a that's his school bag, too. So that's what he wears. That's yeah. what he brings to school. So I'm happy mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully absolutely. he remembers it in there. He's, yeah. <laughs> if he ever needs it. Yeah. That's good. Perfect. Uh, Tanner Olson, man. Uh, yeah, he was just doing a, like an acapella duet with, mm-hmm. he was on the TikTok. Yeah. TikTok with, uh, <laughs> I want to call him like Jimmy Tenpenny or something. <laughs> Mitchell, Mitchell Tenpenny. Mitchell Ten, Tenpenny. And I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a country music guy. Oh my God. He sounds very country. <laughs> 
but it, no, it was really good. It sounded really awesome. Um, they've been definitely doing some more work now. And I feel as this vaccine rollout happens and mm-hmm. more and more stuff's going to get opened up and hopefully one day we'll have live music again. What we can actually watch. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not watch on Zoom and I have a feeling YouTube. when they first open everything up it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fucking crazy. You're not going to get a ticket anywhere. Or oh, there's oh. going to be so many festivals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the dust off the old tour shoes. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then lastly, you have us. Um, we're on the Facebook, the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, we need to do more YouTubes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, I'm curious to see what uh, February, I think February 1, they're going to talk about what our restrictions are going to look like here locally. Um They'll probably carry on. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be much yeah, of the same for I other feel, feel for other months or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, springtime, uh, a little bit lighter out later, uh, gives us a chance where we can get together after work, uh, get some weekends together here. Uh, everybody's been so busy, and then also just so locked down. So uh, we really want to get out there. We got some really good ideas for uh, YouTube videos that we can get out in front of you guys. Um, and we definitely appreciate all the uh, all all the traffic that we've seen going over there. Uh, we know it's not outdated, but we we haven't got that new stuff out yet. Uh, but definitely keep checking back on that. Um, yeah, check us out on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the TikToks as well. Uh, anytime that something new pops up, we're gonna blast it to all of our social medias. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys uh, following us there. Uh, on everything on all platforms if you can give us a like a share a rating on uh, whatever streaming platform you use uh, it definitely helps us get uh, a little bit more accessible and in front of more eyes Uh, so if you could do that that would be greatly appreciated yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah throw any comments or questions out there so we can get back to you if you have any ideas that you want uh, to be discussed or or maybe you know anything really Speaking of comments and questions, oh, yeah. man, oh no, no, this is great. Oh, it wasn't that one, that one person that calls assholes. No, no. <laughs> but then she said her, she said her account got hacked. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, all like, that Aw. was weird. We're all like, oh. <laughs> we we thought we had a, like a legitimate hater. We're like, oh man, you know you've made up when you have haters, right? <laughs> and then no, it's just somebody's account got hacked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, oh, damn it. Uh, no, so uh, uh, Stuart Myers. Uh, reached out on uh, Instagram and this is what we appreciate when you guys reach out to us uh, just a quick thanks for the follow I was listening to the latest episode uh, we were talking about mut- uh, our oh, mutual right. aid yeah, that's right. um, and how we respond to that uh, so I just wrote back hey buddy thanks for reaching out uh, we'd love to have a discussion with you so yeah I mean stuff like that uh, he's got a lot of information here and then I'm just going to show these guys this is his mutual aid response oh. shows us oh yeah Hang on. It just keeps rolling. Nice. So I haven't even had a chance to get through it yet. I just said, hey, buddy, long read. I'll, I'll have a peek when I'm off the road and home tonight. Well, this, this was on Friday and now we're Sunday. <laughs> so I'm going to follow up probably tonight now. Uh, but uh, really good info. It looks like coming through for some uh, automatic mutual aid that those guys run yeah, uh, with a couple of local. Yeah, because department's one of the, not maybe not the first, but one of the, one of the 
mm-hmm. first to implement that sort of stuff. That's right. Years and years and years ago. Yeah. yeah. So he's so got there. a lot of history there. So yeah. we're going to have a quick read there uh, and uh, maybe try to get him on. Yeah, so, a little right. chat. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that's something that we're uh, after. I mean, we, we already have a mutual aid agreement with yeah. uh, all of our neighboring departments. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it kind of piqued our interest on that automatic mutual aid that uh, we're not doing right now. Uh, but maybe that's something that in the future we can we can look yeah. towards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Any more for any more? <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> no, I'm good. Perfect. No, I'm great. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Black Rifle sponsorship right now. Yeah, right. We're wearing Black Almost Rifle. Almost like you're in a store that had a sale on this. <laughs> yeah. We're wearing Black Rifle shirts. <laughs> so if you're listening... <laughs> Thanks. I got. I don't know where the sponsorship from, but uh, we're, we're sponsoring them right now. <laughs> yeah, we're actually yeah. going the other way. We're actually giving them free advertising, <laughs> but it is what it is. Anyway, stay safe, stay DTF. Good night. Good night.